Hello and welcome back to the EP Plug Me In podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is not an interview, it is a regular episode. I wanted to let you know what is going on in my life right now and how things have developed. We will be getting to the continuation of the story of my treks to LA as well as the years that I haven't gotten to yet in the musician's journey. If you want to go back to that, it's the first four episodes, I believe. Maybe even three. No, I think it was four. Four episodes of the musician's journey. I'm looking at it right now. I will continue that story. What the 209 brought me after I went back to it from LA. But this episode is about where this podcast is going, what am I doing right now, and what I have developed into in the time being. Thank you so much for joining me. Here we go. Thank you for plugging in. First things first, for real, the podcast that I'm doing right now is on the Anchor app. You are correct. The Anchor app is so useful. It is very user-friendly, and it's the main resource that I use to get this podcast going. For those of you that don't have crazy equipment, the great thing about the Anchor app is that you can use your phone to record, edit, and post-publish your podcast whenever you find time to do so. The other function that they have is they have a phone call function where you can call somebody on your contacts list, record that phone call of the topic that you're talking about, and you can upload that as your podcast episode. The other great thing about Anchor is that the app sends the episode that you create on there to a Spotify page almost instantaneously. It takes about 20 to 30 minutes for it to be viewable and visible on a Spotify page that is now yours to make money off of for downloads and episodes. Create your podcast now and tell them EP the Mime sent ya. Did I mention it's free? Gratis. Also, podcasters or social media content creators who need some original music, if you need an original intro or an original outro, I produced most of the intros and outros of the interviews that I put out unless I'm using an interviewee's music there is usually a part in their beginning or end where I use a beat that I produced especially in my first four episodes all that music is produced by me and this beat that you're hearing right now is produced by me as well if that is something that you are interested in please hit me up that is a resource that I am basing most of my income off of so I am ready to mingle I'm also going to be uploading my beats to BeatStars as well as Soundy BeatStars is a pretty primary website and resource that most rappers and songwriters use today because it's it's just the quickest way to find all your favorite producers they're all on there i'm going to be putting my beats up on there snippets for podcasts so if you don't want to contact me directly on my beat stars page there will be intros and well beats that could be used for intros outros and just background music for your podcast stay plugged in for that, it's going to be happening very soon under the name Earplug Audio. Also, if you would like your podcast or your social media content that has to do with your audio to be edited and you need some help, another hand in to come edit your audio, I edit every single episode that you've heard on here. So if you need some help, you need an extra hand for your editing or you need 
somebody or a, a, a template to model your episodes after you're mixing your flow, your direction, and the pace of your episode. I can also be a resource for you. I have a post up on Fiverr right now that you can go to and we can get settled for a gig or you can contact me directly on Instagram at EPTheMime and we can get some prices going. It's very affordable, but it's good enough for me. All right, the ads are over. Let's get to the show. So as you can see, I'm trying to monetize all I can because I am trying to live off of my music. So I make the intros and the outros for the podcast, original beats and instrumentals for hip-hop, R&B, pop, as well as alternative fusion of those genres. You can listen to some of it on Spotify right now at The Mime. Couldn't use EP The Mime, somebody else has EP, didn't want to come up after them. The Mime has all of my original music. If you want to hear one of those beats, I put out a project called Earplug Origins, some of my first beats that I've ever put out. So here is one of those right now. I'm doing outside of that is I am just trying to do my daily goals I'm trying to go off of what I have written on my whiteboard I'm looking at it right now it's a consistency in the Bible because I like to read the Bible in the morning and I just want consistency to be the thing that I have going towards everything everything on this list consistency is first I do a power pose for one minute and I smile and I say some positive affirmations I start my day doing that on the treadmill at five and uh, five in the morning with my wife we do it together when we're on the treadmill we just lift our hands in a power pose and smile and just in your mind say some positive affirmations or you can say it out loud and it really does a wonder for your mindset towards the day after that i have prayer and thoughtful planning just so i can be one with myself and what i am trying to get done on the day you know then after that i do uh, something that, that can get me closer to making a sale or at least get close to the possibility of making money. I try to produce every single day. I try to post every day, but, you know, social media has become less of the focus for me. It's mainly just growing and trying to help other people shine. After that, I got engaging with new people, which I do every single day, especially because of the podcast. I really thank every single person who is now listening. I know most of you are people that I've had on here and your friends that, that, that kind of like the, the episodes that you have. So I thank you so much for the people that have been willing to come on here. I'm about 13 interviews. The point of this is just to show the people that are really serious about what they got going on. No, no part-time hobbyists over here. You know, they can they can tell their own story. I'm trying to tell the stories of the people that are actually trying to put their all into this and not just putting the minimal amount of effort into the, the, other, uh, the other areas that they need to be. I edit and record a podcast because I'm usually doing that every single day, so I put time for it. I'm editing and recording a audiobook right now that is based off of the character, the mime, the reason why I wore the mask in the first place. There's a story that I wrote around it. That is actually coming to life now. I'm, I'm really, really happy with that. I've been putting my writer hat on. And, man, it's about a four-year project. And it's starting to come to fruition. We're going to get ready to start getting into the studio in San Pedro with Kyle at Blue Wave Studio. And we're going to get those lines delivered. And I'm going to score the audiobook And we're going to put it out. We're going to see what happens. You never know. If I can manifest something in the name of the universe and God and Jesus and all that is holy and controls 
the destiny of those that are on earth. I would say that I really, really am jockeying and lobbying to get this into a series on a streaming service. Uh, Netflix would be nice. I'd settle for Amazon Prime and Hulu. Do I think it's that good? Yes, because I've spent five years on it. If it's not, I will die in the fire. I like to uh, make sure that I go on people's lives every single day. That's another step on here. Uh, just because I know it's so important for content creators today to go live. Most of the people get many of their followers by going live consistently and then combining that with a consistent posting schedule. It takes a lot out of the day. I haven't done it yet, mainly just because it, there's too much going on for me to go live for a set amount of time, but I'm going to have to work it in because it, it, it helps grow, and I can probably get some good interviewees that way. I engage with content. I, I, I like, comment, and respond to stories and posts of the people that do the same for me, and I go out of my way to do it for about 10 people who are new a day and, and just offer some positive vibes and constructive direction and criticism and opinion because it's just all about the positivity of keeping the community good man it really is just trying to keep us all in a good headspace we're all putting our hearts on our sleeves i have drink water eat fruit and vegetables because that's so important on here I, I get really really stuck in the rut of being busy that i am so quick to grab something that's unhealthy for me so i've been trying to make sure that what i grab is is not a soda it's not a beer or some wine it's not juice or you know, something that, that, that is sugary that's going to take my energy away. I try to just keep the water in me and some uh, coffee, if I can, and some tea on the days where I'm recording, as well as eating fruit. The vegetables are really hard. I'm a meat guy. I just can't get with the green stuff, you know. It, it, it doesn't suit me well, but I need to try because I want to live long. After that, I have be an audio engineer, learn sound design, because the skill, the actual know-how of operating audio engineering and mixing and mastering vocals is the most essential function of our career. I want to give a shout out to Andy Rodriguez from Jordan River Recordings in Los Angeles with Adrian on the knobs, Thomas Wolf. He works with Kale Problems, many people out there in that area, but Andy himself is a tremendous uh, engineer. He has been working with high-level names and just kind of humbly, and it's beautiful to see how far you can go just by learning the art of sound design right from your room. Be an audio engineer. Next, I have Stretch, Shadowbox. Because I shadow box, I'm getting my body ready for the fight scenes that we're going to do. My body has been taking a lot of punishment these, uh, this past year. Just with ups and downs with injuries, trying to be active and doing martial arts and trying to stretch and keep the routine going of the areas where I'm not as flexible. You know, it, it's been a lot putting on my body. It, it actually made me take a standstill at some point and have to get myself back on a good road. Also, I have had five teeth pulled in the last six months. Yes, five. I didn't have insurance for a good amount of time, and now that I have it, I went in, and it's kind of crazy. The day I went in, they all started hurting. <laughs> so I'm getting better now. I just had one pulled about two days ago. Two of them pulled two days ago. They were right next to each other, and they were curved, so they were really hard to get out, and it was a traumatic experience. They kept calling it traumatic. I didn't feel like it was, but now looking back at it, I'm going to take their word for it. It was traumatic because... This hurts. 
Other than that, the very last one is loop machine practice. I bought a Boss RC505 loop station that is used by popular loopers on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I like to practice with that just so I can utilize it in live performances. I think it would make a lot easier of a transition to play the beats live if I could loop some of the sounds. And so, yeah, I have that as the very last one. What I'm trying to do is give myself a complete list of things that I believe that will help me move forward every single day. Putting my art and my gift into practice as well as helping others who are doing the same and promoting the good vibes and the good support within the community of others that are putting the same amount of time and grueling process and confidence into as well as keeping my mind and my body in mind because you're sitting down a lot you're not doing much you're in a stressful situation trying to create and your mind is is racking itself trying to figure out where the next note needs to go maybe you have a great process and you don't do that yet but even so everyone feels stress you need to have your mind and body present so i keep my gift present my mind and my body present as well as the content and the social media side because it's inevitable and just reminding myself that i am trying to get better i am not trying to find a standstill i'm not trying to to plateau. I'm not trying to find a peak and stay there. What I'm trying to do is constantly get better. I want to know as much as I can by the time that my life ceases to exist and I want to know that I gave myself ample opportunities to do so as well as ample opportunities to make sure that I can grow and help others grow because it, it should, the beautiful process of growth is, is something that we need precisely as musicians because you can get stuck in a era you can get stuck in a sound in a pattern in a process and you can really lose your ability to operate outside of it so i make sure that every single day i'm pushing the boundaries of being comfortable because i don't want to be comfortable i want to be uncomfortable i want to make sure that i'm putting the necessary effort into making my life what i want it to be and following the necessary guides that operate around me that are not within my view so what i've been doing is putting in money into marketing programs you know you see these posts that show up and they're paid promotion and it's like hey do you want your music to do this or hey do you need help with your marketing or hey do you know how to promote yourself because it's important no one's going to do that for you some people are putting like um you know a small amount of money into their promotion and that's not helping you when it comes to showing people how much you value what you're doing most people will spend about two to three hundred dollars for drinks and food for a weekend with their friend but they won't put the same 200 to 300 dollars to get their track out there to a big audience so they can actually start making some of that money back you see what i'm saying here there, there's a lot of effort that goes into almost wasting money in order to get an experience but yeah what are you going to do when you come home you're going to sit down and write another song make another beat and dream about the day where you could live off of your music and 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 you know talk to yourself about why you're not making money off of your music well I mean, if you turn around and see where you're spending your money if it's not into ROI which is return on investment then you're not going to see the results of your passion turning into a career and I know I'm not one to speak because my passion is hardly my career but it is part-time and I am going to be making it full-time because it's within my goals what I'm not going to be doing is putting my money into areas that's not going to be giving me any money back because one currency that you can't get back is time so where you spend your time and what you spend your time doing and who you spend your time with clearly dictate where your life is headed not to judge anyone or even speak down about it because it's just not my thing but if it is your thing 
to spend a couple hundred on an experience or just to create memories because memories are currency too, right? So they have a, a level of importance. I just went to Disneyland in December of 2021 and i believe we spent a couple thousand as a family you know just because that's how much it costs to do it right so i did that and that didn't give me a return on investment but it gave me a memory that is a currency to me that i can live off of that will present itself as value to me the longer i live with the memory correct you know every time i think about disney i'm I'm gonna think about my grandparents my younger siblings my wife you know obviously we my mother my my siblings that, that were there with us, my uncle was there, my aunt was there. It was a great time. We had a very good time. Took a lot of pictures and it was worth it. Uh, it was worth the penny that we paid, right? Because it was something that was a return on the investment. The return was a memory. But if I was going with my family on a family trip every single month, I would be broke. Because one, it's not giving me any money back, it's just putting money out, and eventually the memories would stop becoming the same value in currency when they get back into my hands. So I'm doing that on a daily basis. I'm trying to live off of this makeup that I have, this this plan that I have created that I believe is going to help me stay within a certain mindset that will have a few things in mind making money off of my craft being consistent with the things outside of my craft that keep me happy fulfilled feeling valuable satiated and satisfied which is my health my my relationship with my higher power my relationship with my wife my friends myself creating positivity for myself the first thing in the morning and trying to really live off of that for the duration of the day as I go towards these really colossal, huge, stress-driven, and um, difficult, to, to choose a smaller word, it's difficult to spend your time creating a product and then put it out to your following or your friends or whoever you have following you on social medias and then get about 10 likes. And then put it out and maybe sometimes I'll drop a reel and it'll get 800 views, right? And it'll get three likes from the people on my following page. And I know they've seen it because I posted on Instagram on the story and they just click and skip it. And it's like, okay, what am I not doing to not grab your support? Is it really something that you are set on and decided in that you'll never support me because I didn't do something back then or is it you're not supporting me because I'm trying hard now so instead of getting wrapped up in those thoughts what I have learned is if I'm just growing and I am picking away at my skills and I am spending time with other people that are doing the same and I am cultivating a positive mindset that is creating value in what I am doing even though it's not paying me back right now if I'm spending eight hours a day on the days that I can and I am working on the podcast I am creating new music and beats I am putting them on beat stars and on YouTube to be sold I am trying to create an audiobook I am doing interviews I am learning sound design and audio engineer so I can do mixing and mastering on the side And on top of that, I'm including engaging with people on social media and using my social media when I feel comfortable to do so. Because that's really what it is, right? There's this quote out there, this video that's being kind of pushed around. It's within all the 
the scrolling. If you scroll long enough, you'll find it. And it says you're tired and fatigued because you feel like you're doing too much. And it's no, it's not that you're doing too much. It's you're doing too little of the things that make you feel alive. And the things that make me feel alive are the things that I just listed. Creating, engaging with people, and collaborating, and having that experience. I've come to understand that if you don't like music and you are not involved in music, I really don't understand you, nor am I ever going to portray myself in a way for you to understand me because I am a musician. I am a creative artist, I guess. And I only live off of people who create what I create and things that have been created. I don't sit around and think about crafts. <laughs> I, I don't sit around and think about how I would like to go mountain climbing or how I would like to go hiking or surfing in the ocean or parasailing or going on a boat or going to Cancun and, and enjoying a spring break in another country. I don't think about that stuff. I don't think about going to festivals. I don't think about going to concerts, to be completely honest, because I am not really interested in seeing another musician do what I want to do. That's like wanting to be a chef and all you do is go to restaurants and look at chefs cook it's like that's great you're learning how they cook and what they look like when they cook and what they wear when they cook and how people respond to their food and respond to how they do it on the spot but it's like you're not doing it you're not doing it that you're not making any money you're not getting any return on that investment but a memory and an experience now if you were watching a whole set like if i went to um Let's see, who is somebody that I would really like to see in concert? I would really like to see John Bellion in concert. Um, John Bellion wrote All Time Low, 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 low. He wrote that. He also wrote the hook with BB Rexa for uh, Monster. I'm friends with the monster that Rihanna sang for the Eminem song. He's written a lot of songs. He wrote a song for Halsey and Maroon 5 recently. He is somebody that I would like to see because I respect his songwriting musicianship and the real place that he brings it from. So if I were to go see John Bellion, me specifically me as a person i would not go and look at john bellion and say wow this is dope that's what it looks like to rock an arena and and then go home and then not do anything about it i would most likely want to do a show myself and see everything that he did and put it into practice why because practice makes perfect not watching not experiencing practice. If you don't put it into practice, it will never become a skill. And doing it in your room by yourself is not helping you. And I'm speaking to myself here too. I'm not just preaching to you. And, and I'm not preaching in any way. But I do know one thing about music and the lifestyle of a musician. Shows are where it matters. Not live streaming, not putting out music on Spotify, not putting up videos on Instagram. It's great that people put up videos of them performing in their room on Instagram because most of us could only do that last year. But with the way that the world is going and the constant demand for everything to stay opened up and for us to really just forget about what happened in 2020 and 2021, shows are where people are spending most of their time right now. Coachella just passed. My brother was there. He had a great time. I'm probably sure that most people that, that I know that were a musician either considered going or actually went you know not everybody posts their business and what they do but i mean come on you've seen the crowds there is it's not like a small amount of people are going many people on a yearly basis have been investing hundreds thousands of dollars and and so many hours and their energy and and put themselves in positions just to experience music live it, it's not anything else but listening to somebody show you their song 
live. But because of the person is, there's a status that's that's uh, connected to it, and there's a certain sense of inspiration that undoubtedly comes right after because you you can't control it. I went to two concerts in my life. The first one I went to was the Tedeschi Trucks Band, I think it was, and uh, it it was a country kind of southern rock concert. I won tickets while listening to uh, The Hawk. I, I was actually uh, working as a trimmer. I trimmed marijuana for this guy named Dan. He was a really good guy. Uh, shout out to Dan. I know he's never going to listen to this, but um, yeah, though it was it was it was an interesting time. Maybe I'll do a podcast about that. But we were there, and one of the things that we did was we listened to the Hawk all day, and he had it down packed that if they said, "Okay, the third caller, if you answer this question, you will get tickets to this concert," right? And he had it down packed. He actually won tickets one day. And then um, the day that we had come again over to come help him with the trimming, he had said, all right, Alex, now call right now. And I called and sure enough, won the tickets. So it was the first concert that I ever went to. I took my grandpa with me because he loves Southern Rock. It was an awesome experience. It was great. I didn't even know a song. Okay, I didn't know a song. I didn't know the musicians. I did not feel like I was a part of their audience but I was in the audience and I could appreciate the musicality and the music and I could see some some uh, popular songs that they were influenced by or maybe some artists or maybe even just a structure that's popular in that music and I grew to really enjoy it and and almost really like it at the end they, they kind of sold me and I was listening pr- predominantly to hip-hop at this time but I'm open to, to all music because I write it and it was it was a good experience. And even that experience inspired me because I thought to myself, wow, they're in Stockton. They're not in L.A. right now. They're not in San Francisco, Oakland, Sacramento. They're in Stockton right now, downtown Stockton. And they're performing like they're on the Grammys and they sound great and their musicality is on time and it's on spot and they are just on their, their toes in a good way. And it was great. It was great when it ended. They did an encore, and it was. I stood up, and we all clapped. It was they. It was well deserved, but they inspired me, and and I I don't even remember their names. I could barely remember the names. I don't remember the name of a song. I don't remember any of the lyrics or any melodies or even actually a key moment other than my interaction with my grandpa. But do you see? I didn't pay for it. There was no investment on it. There was no money that paid for that ticket. It was free. So when I went to the experience, I was able to accept it the way that it was. I was able to enjoy what it was. I was able to see something that I can get out of it. Now, if I would have paid for that and not known any song and not known who the band was and just went for my grandpa alone because it was in Stockton, it was cheap and I wanted to do something with my grandpa then I probably would have been more focused on how he was feeling. But since we both went and we both didn't know it was going to happen, it was a little more natural. The second concert that I went to was with my wife for my birthday in Sacramento. We saw Michael Buble live. And I love Michael Buble. I, I, don't, I actually would probably love to branch out and do some of those standards because I have a good tenor voice uh, that I, I did in my, my college class. And I, they used to call me Buble because the audition song and the performance song that I did was Michael Buble. 
So I've always kind of had a special place in my heart for him because I really love the, the Rat Pack, you know, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. I really love that era. And, and, and I love the voices and how it was just so simple. And when we went, he was great. He had a personality of modern day. He even did a couple modern songs and he did all classics and he did his originals, which are good as well. And I remember leaving that concert telling my wife, man, I just found an appreciation for how songs make people feel of all ages. Because a concert in Stockton with the Tedeschi Trucks Band, they were singing songs that were for their age. Everyone in there was, you know, middle age. There wasn't anyone who was in their 20s like me. And I was in the front row because we got the tickets. And, and I remember turning around. It's a full packed house. So that means that there are adults somewhere that listen to that band religiously. And then they go to Michael Buble and we're in Sacramento. And it's a huge arena. It's beautiful. The hits just, you know, it, 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 the sky opens up and something like that. It, it's a really, really nice day. And we're way up in the nosebleeds, man. And it's still felt like we were in the front row because we were interested we put money in it and we we uh, we were included in on the planning of the experience so we were present also but we were also very i guess judgmental in a good way because we were like man is it really worth all this time money and effort because we weren't used to doing that it's our first concert together and um, my first concert of choice so and it's also a gift to me. So I, I technically didn't have to pay for it because my wife did. But our money is our money. So um, it was a good experience for the amount of time that we put into it. And I remember seeing way up at the top on the other side of the arena. There were people that were probably in their 60s or 70s that were dancing. And then down low, there were uh, some people our age that were dancing in, 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 in their 20s. And then obviously there was some there's old, older people and uh closer to the 60s age and then there's kids and then there's everyone in between all different colors all different sizes all different different you know the, the different backgrounds and and, and and cultures all up in there and they're all enjoying the way this man's personality shines through the arena and how he sings these old songs and packages them to the modern day listener and really really holds that place of bridging the legacy that it inspired to him and the one that he is creating in the moment. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, he is giving those people up there, that old couple that is listening, that elderly couple that was listening to this Bobby Darren song when they when they were probably, you know, under the age of 20. How crazy is that? That, that, that Michael Buble can sing a song that's from a time period to make somebody feel like they're young again and he sang that song because it was his grandfather's favorite song and it, it's just it was so great it, it was towards the end of the concert and uh, there was this cool part where he had grabbed somebody's phone they were on facetime with with uh, i guess uh, another person that couldn't be there and he was singing to them on the phone and he had somebody come up and sing a little bit and he made some uh some some jokes about old sacramento and nude sacramento and he said that people love old sacks you know and, and like old balls and everybody was laughing and it was it was a great time you know he he really bridged the gap to to know how to have the humor to be understandable to the adults in the room but also be light enough for the kids to get a laugh out of it and all of his song choices obviously are clean you know he's not up there being super hypersexual you know and he's not singing songs about you know getting the glock and shooting a couple in the air or but it, it's um it's still accessible to everyone in the crowd to get an experience from it because of the way that he is packaging it and i left there that night driving out of the area thinking to myself wow he is not playing by the standard of the radio he is not playing by the standard of the charts 
but he is still able to be present on them and he is able to be a buffer between these generations that have forgotten about these songs and he believes that he is the usher to bringing it to the people within in the audience and that to me was a really really nice takeaway for me to understand that music is not about your time running out it is about finding what you do that promotes inclusion of all that are listening now i'll say that again it's about using your gift and your passion and the things that you do well and the talents that you have and the things that you have to put love back into the world. And love can be in the form of making somebody feel accepted. It can be writing a relatable song that a person can go to and listen to when they get hit with a horrible situation and they need to know that they don't feel alone. It could be as simple as singing a classic song that you know hasn't been sung in this generation that you know your grandparents your tia your uncle or 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 somebody in your life may have loved at a certain time but they don't get to hear anymore because of the constant changing of sounds in modern music and the constant forgetting of these prestigious and legacy driven records that used to rule the world back in the day in a michael buble's case he was the bridge and a question that he constantly asked was, how come nobody wants to sing these songs? How come nobody wants to hear them anymore? They're beautiful songs. So his purpose is to bring that positivity, to bring inclusion, to bring love to people that are in the audience and to show them, hey, we're all trying to do the same here. And that is find love, conserve it, and be present in other people's lives and, and, and not be afraid to offer up a great memory to make them feel alive again. And that is why I understand why people put money into going to festivals and shows and concerts and movies and going out to get a bite to eat or why you go to the beach or whatever. But if you're a musician and you have this gift inside of you and it's nagging at you every single night and every morning when you wake up, if you're a journalist, if you're a martial artist, if you're a business corporate person, if you're an executive assistant, if you're a VP, if you are a barista, Grubhub, and delivery driver, if you're a DoorDash worker, if you work at Savemart, if you work at the bank, whatever it is that you do, you got to ask yourself, what do you want? What do you want to do by the end of your life? Is these occupations that you hold yourself into for 8 to 9 to 10 hours a day, those of you who work full-time hours, 40 to 50 hours a week, Monday through Friday or 5 days consecutively out of the week, are you okay with giving that amount of time just to get the dollar back and then putting that money back in somebody else's pocket that's not doing that as i.e. a musician a movie an actor a a a playwright or whatever because that's what it is that we're doing if by the end of the day you have not found a way to make yourself some money with your gift or even got yourself a little bit closer to do so then it will never be a career because that's exactly what a career is It's something that you do for work. It's your means of employment, your occupation of employment. What makes you money? What gives you a good living? What helps you live the life that you want to live? Most of us will never get there. I may never even get there, but I know that right now in my life, I am confident that I know where at least I am going. 
I can put things up on YouTube, BeatStars, and put promotion up on an Instagram post to get those beats sold. I can message people that are looking for beats every single day, and I can do research. If I can give a job eight hours of my day, I can give myself the same amount of time to get out of that job, to get into a better means of employment. Because the beautiful thing about having skills, having passion, and those of you that don't, I don't know what to tell you. Some of us didn't ask for these gifts. I did not know I could sing until I walked into choir after I found out I could rap. Like, think about this. I went to see 8 Mile with my friend Derek and Sean. We came back and we saw that Eminem was freestyling. And they freestyled. And then I freestyled. And I could actually freestyle. And I never tried. I did not know that my mind was learning how to rhyme all these years that I was falling in love with music and hip-hop. And then when I walked into choir, because they didn't have a rap class, they had a choir class, I walked in there and realized that I could sing. And then I decided to take some a couple classes at Delta College and found out that I was a good lyric tenor and that, that I could be a, a light baritone. And then I understood what my, vo- my vocal range was. I understood how my voice sounded. And I got some some information that helped me build it. And it's the same thing that I did with production. I did not choose it, though. I wanted to be a professional wrestler, (laughs) to be completely honest with you. I wanted to be uh, The Rock, uh, Stone Cold, or Shawn Michaels. I, I did not want to be a musician. But when I fell in love with music, and I understood that there is a a way to make it something that you do for the rest of your life, I I didn't really have a conversation with myself about it. It it was just something that I knew I had to do. And most of us are out there. I'm probably speaking to thousands and thousands of people eventually because I don't know how long this episode will be up. But if you're listening to this and you're somebody who is trying to make this your career and is trying to get out of your job and is trying to monetize your gifts, keep going. But focus on a couple things. And, And I know people don't like to be told what to do. And if you don't like it, turn this episode off right now. But I'm here to help the people that that, that need somebody else that's alive, that's in it too. You're not crazy, okay? You're not insane. You're not you're not dumb. You're not you're not out of your mind. There is a way for everyone to monetize their gifts. There really is. There's tons of apps out there that will write songs for you. If that's something that you have a hard time doing. There's Lyric Pro. There is loops where you don't even have to play the piano and you can put that in. Some people don't like to do that. I, I do half and half. I get loops, put them in, and then I try to replay it just in case I ever have to play it live so I know how to do it. And I understand the music theory behind it and why it works. I don't just piece it together blindly. And when I make stuff from scratch and I play everything from the drums, piano, strings, to, to the bass, to everything else, then, and I when I do it once, I don't ever have to do it again to prove it to myself. I know that I can do it. Most of us are just trying to prove to ourselves that we can do it every single day to get enough courage to keep going. If you've signed up for ASCAP or BMI, then you have the royalty side covered. If you sign up for CD Baby, DistroKid, TuneCore, then you have the distribution side covered. That's one and two. Other than that, the prerequisite steps is writing the song, getting it mixed and mastered. There's a guy named Andy Rodriguez, Jordan River Recordings, who will mix your stuff for an affordable price, and that price may be going up because my dude is the GOAT, but there's somebody right there that I just gave you. It, it, he's in the LA area if it makes you feel any cooler and if not search up on Fiverr Upwork and Freelancer mixing engineers and pick the cheapest one and make the investment and have them mix your stuff or you can go on YouTube and spend a couple hours like you do at work and learn how to mix your own stuff so you don't have to pay anybody else most of this is just taking out the middleman 
Most of us don't want to sit down and record ourselves because, well, I don't like to record myself. Well, you got to do it. Are you going to pay somebody unless you have enough money to have a studio and, and use that studio whenever you want because you're paying rent on that lockout? I mean, like my friend Kaj, then I mean, then you got to be spending some time learning the ins and outs of the knobs on your laptop, desktop, your phone or your iPad or whatever it is that you're doing it on because it's essential to the growth of your process. By the time that you make it to a situation where you're going to have to work with a professional, do you really think everybody in there is not going to be versed in all those things? They're all going to know how to record. They're going to know what the gear is, why it's sufficient, why it's important. They're going to know how to work the knobs, the mixing and the mastering on the DAW, the software, how to mix and master the vocals of the beat and where it needs to be sitting in the mix. That's kind of why their music sounds different than ours because they understand the entire process, not just the creation of it, most of us will just sit down and write a verse and write a hook and record it and be like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever done. But it's not if it doesn't make you any money. If it's the greatest thing ever done, then why aren't you putting $400 behind it like you are everything else? That's the real question you got to ask yourself. What do you want? Do you want to get out of where you're at? Do you want to learn how to monetize what you've got? And do you want to spend the amount of time looking foolish trying to figure it out? It's not the fear that we won't figure out what we're doing it's the fear that we know when we start we're going to be horrible at it <laughs> most of us don't want to play uh, an instrument we would rather use a digital instrument that we would rather have somebody else do it and that's why we pay for youtube beats I, I used to that's one of the reasons why i started producing was because i wanted to stop spending 200 dollars on an exclusive beat i wanted to just make it myself so i did i went back to community college i took myself a class didn't even finish the class i taught me some basics on piano I got the dexterity in my fa my fingers to start working and I started to learn how to play with both hands and then boom came home already had the doll already had the software because I've been recording audio for 10 years and then now everything on my laptop is being of use and now I have multiple skills that I can monetize but here's the harder part now you got to make beats <laughs> now you got to find out the sound now you got to figure out where you sit in now you have to learn how to do that and at first it's not gonna be good I have the good graces that my first couple beats weren't that bad they were probably still on the bad side but they weren't that bad because I understood music theory structure and I spent so much time learning the ins and outs of where notes were placed with vocals that when it came to finding the, the notes on a piano it wasn't that hard because I already opened my mind up to it that I was going to be bad at it and that eventually it would start working if I just didn't give up. Here's actually one of my first beats right here. Check it out. Long story long, all I think about these days is monetizing my craft, not because I'm money hungry and not because money is the motive. It's actually not. It's part of the reason why I don't make money now because it's never been important to me. 
But now that I'm feeding the collaborative process that I missed from the early days by doing podcasts and jam sessions with people, now that I have been producing for so long, I now understand my producer counterparts of friends that I didn't understand before. Now that I have sat in an audio chair, I'm now comfortable in this chair for so long. I can sit here for, I mean, over 10 hours because it's something that I really love doing. And I'll sit in the mixing process as well. Like I said, I will make you a beat. For your podcast or your, your intro and your outro or for something that you can sing or rap over, I will edit your podcast. I will edit your music because it's something that I love to do. And I also know if you're going to pay somebody that you don't know, you can pay somebody you do. And that's just the truth of it all. We all like to get the homie discount, but at some point, at some point we're going to be broke. And at some point, what I'm giving you could make me money. And I have to understand that if I really want to be taken seriously by myself, I have to see that it's sufficient for me to live off of. And for other people to see that, sometimes you have to tell them to open up their wallet. And if they don't, they'll go do it somewhere else. But eventually, somebody will do it for you if you keep going. I used to get called a dreamer a lot when I was a kid because I had multiple dreams it sounded impossible so it was like I wanted to be a famous singer I wanted to be a, a professional wrestler or I wanted to be like an actor or something like that all three incredibly difficult roads I, I started recently following professional wrestlers on Instagram that are on the independent circuits uh, all over the, the country. And I want to start interviewing them because I love professional wrestling. I love mixed martial arts more than I love professional wrestling. I think I actually love mixed martial arts more than I love music at this current point of time in my life. I watch nothing but UFC, Bellator, Strike Force, uh, one, uh, one, one FC champion, uh, Ryzen when it was good. I, I watch. PFL. I mean, I watch these things. I, 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 I look up mixed martial artists all the time, not even just the famous ones, because I love that story. I love that there are tons and tons of people all around the world, tons and tons of aspiring souls that are taking what they feel inside this call from the universe, this call from God, this call from inside themselves to be more or to be who they could be because you're not who you could be right now you are who you are right now but who you could be is this mindset that will constantly keep you driven and moving forward to the best version of yourself and the only way that you really can do that is if you take the risk we're all standing on a ledge on a building somewhere looking at the ground knowing that we're gonna die when we jump off but what if you don't <laughs> what if you don't you're never going to know if you just walk up to that ledge every day. And I know it's crazy to use the analogy of a ledge because it kind of sounds like suicide, but it is the death of your old self and the birth of a new one. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful process. Dying to yourself and becoming a new person is the way to go. And I know that it sounds a little, you know, optimistic and like you know, everything's daisies and rainbows. It's not. It's really not. But there, if there's something that I learned from fighting, there these guys walk into a cage where they get punched, kicked, kneed, elbowed in the face. They get taken down by wrestling. They get choked. They get their arms broken, legs. They, they get beat up for five minutes at a time, sometimes five-minute, five, five, five-minute rounds or three five-minute rounds. And while these guys are getting punched in the face, now this is something crazy about the human body that we'll end with. Think about this. Have you ever been punched in the face multiple times? What if it was your job 
<laughs> more importantly what if it was something that you wanted to do love to do dreamt about doing at all times of the day it would sound kind of crazy right that's how we sound we are getting hit by life every single day that we don't make it and it's okay it's part of the game you're supposed to take some punches some kicks some knees and some elbows but you got to work on your what your endurance your cardio that's the main thing that keeps these huge names in boxing, wrestling, collegiate wrestling, NCAA, Olympic-style sports is cardio, endurance, and how long you can last. Everybody wants to be Mike Tyson. They all want to go in and knock everything out. And if you watch MMA, everybody wants to be Francis Ngannou. They want to be John Jones or George St. Pierre, Conor McGregor. They want to be at the top. We don't understand. That guy was ranked number one. There's still thousands and thousands of fighters out there right now that are putting themselves through fight camps that will not win, that will not be a champion, that won't even be a top 10 fighter, but they will make money doing it. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. You can make money now, and it may not be enough for you to quit that fancy job of yours, but someday, if you put the same amount of effort into it, it might be. And is it might good enough? Isn't a maybe worth you giving almost your all for your dream what do you want who do you want to be and how do you think you can get there <laughs> you really have to think through it and right now in life that's what I'm doing God willing I'll get there for those of you that are still on that fight I applaud you I commend you you're not crazy keep going I support you if you're an artist and you would like to be interviewed on here, here's a couple requirements. You got to have music on Spotify. Why? Because this podcast is on Spotify. Sorry. Unless you got some really good music on SoundCloud or some YouTube stuff that I can add. I don't mind. We'll see. Send me some stuff. Send me a link. Send me a DM. We will see what we can do. Also, if you don't take promotion, marketing, and uh, trying to make this journey work in, in the form of monetization, then it, it, it won't work either because that's the point of the podcast in general. If you don't like that, Anchor. there's something called the Anchor app that I said earlier in this episode where you can make your own podcast and talk about whatever it is that you want to do. As we end with another beat that I produced, here's an outro that is for sale. Spanish fly. I would really, really love it if you could send this to anyone that you think needs some motivation today, that you think needs to hear that there's somebody else out there that is trying to do the exact same thing that they feel insane doing. And I look forward to giving you so many updates. I got a lot of good interviews. I have some actual success stories that are coming up and I can't wait to share them with you and I can't wait to see where this podcast goes in the future. We're going to make it happen and I hope that you're here to see it and you know the only way that you can be here to see that is if you stay plugged in. Have a good one.